0: the answer
2: that is exactly what it is and a good morning to you thank you for joining us as we get started at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock i'm a liar it is now eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this tuesday the 15th morning of the 10th month of the year of our lord 2019 thanks so much for being with us we have a lot of work to do today coming up a couple of great guests the author of a new book that i think is entitled just absolutely perfectly there's just no other way to see uh, what has to happen here. The title of the book is Trump Must Win. That's it. Trump Must Win. The author is Tisha Powell. She's an attorney, and she has it uh, essentially laid out uh, in this uh, new book, and we're going to talk to her about it. Trump Must Win is the headline, or excuse me, is the title, subtitled, Discover the Dark Days Americans Will Face if Trump Isn't Re-elected in 2020. And we can go through the list of all of the different ways this country will be in serious, serious jeopardy if a socialist president is elected to this country. Trump must win author Tisha Powell. That'll be coming up at the bottom of this hour at 935 at 10.05. Well, that's when I get to put my feet up and sit back and listen to the brilliance of Peter Kirshenow. I try to do my best to give you what I've got each and every day. Um It uh, pales in comparison to what Peter Kersenow can do to educate us both. So uh, we will listen to Pete at 10.05 slash 10.10-ish, depending on where the top of the hour clock runs for us. So Tisha Powell and Peter Kersenau are going to be joining us on the program today. The next voice that you hear, however, will not be one of those guests. The next voice you will hear belongs to, well, it would be, I think, too simple to call him a moron. It would be a little bit uh, unfair to just say he's a simpleton. I think I'm going to have to describe him him in a a few more uh, important terms, in a few more accurate terms. Not only is he moronic, not only is he a simpleton in terms of his thinking, he is also, quite frankly, duplicitous and deceitful, deceptive. He is LeBron James, and LeBron James has broken his silence about the China Affair. The China Affair, of course, refers to the battle between the National Basketball Association, free speech, and the oppressive human rights violating Chinese government. Now, you would like to think that well, how can there be a battle between these things? I would imagine That the National Basketball Association, its Commissioner Adam Silver, its high-profile coaches like Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich, and its highest-profile players like James Harden and LeBron James, they would all be united on the side of free speech and, moreover, free Hong Kong one might suggest that that would be obvious. Everybody would agree. Nobody could possibly support the oppressive, repressive, communist Chinese regime that does indeed deny basic human rights to individuals in China and in Hong Kong, which essentially is under Chinese rule. I think everyone would agree that um, concentration camp-style prisons – Imprisoning people in those things for things like free speech, or rather, like speech that is not free in China. State-run television. state I mean, China in 2019 is, you know, dare I use the often uh, repeated comparison to 1984, but it is. It's Orwellian. I mean, it really is. The Chinese government controls their people under an iron fist. Uh, They will indeed lock you up for being gay. They will indeed lock you up for speaking out against them. It it, it is a brutal, oppressive regime in China. And when Daryl Morey, NBA general manager for the Houston Rockets, dared to send a two-line tweet a few weeks back in support of the free... I don't don't want to call them freedom fighters. I think somebody called them freedom fighters. It might have been Hugh even this morning. No, it's television Somebody on Fox and Friends this morning called them freedom fighters. I wouldn't even call the Hong Kong demonstrators freedom fighters because they're not, you know, arming themselves and, 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 you know, acting as militia the way our patriots did um, when we cast off the British crown and declared our independence. They're not freedom fighters in that they're fighting. They're just begging is what they are. They're freedom beggars. They're freedom demonstrators in Hong Kong begging for sovereignty and self-rule so that they can get out from under the thumb of the chai Coms, And that's all Daryl Morey did was express a little bit of support for that, saying free Hong Kong and support Hong Kong, support liberty, support freedom. That should be something that every American who enjoys freedom should be able to get behind. Is there nothing that we can't be partisan about in this country anymore? Is there nothing at all that we can all agree on? I would just think that liberty would be one of them: freedom, freedom from oppression, freedom from enslavement, freedom of, freedom from, uh, you know, uh, governmental tyranny. I would think that people on the right, people on the left, people in the center, we could all agree on this, right? Nope, not so much. People on the right agree and believe in freedom of speech and freedom of expression freedom of religion, free press, people on the left. Yeah, I, I don't know. Considering the fact that the vast, uh, and why should I say majority, all of the demon rat candidates for president of the United States that are going to be on that debate stage tonight here, or not here, but in Westerville, in Ohio, they, they're all one step away from Chinese government support, in other words, communism themselves. They're socialists. The policies they argue in favor of to reform and transform this country are socialist in nature, which is just a hair away from full-on communism. So I guess I can't say we should all agree on this, because the left in this country is supporting and pushing socialist rule, nearly communist rule, where government runs the show. The show being your life, your job, your home, your vehicles, everything under governmental control. So back to LeBron James. Why is he now at the center of this? Well, because he is the face of the NBA. He also is the face of Nike sports. Why does that matter? It matters because LeBron James knows where his bread is buttered. He knows where his checks come from, not his NBA checks, which are a pittance compared to his Nike paychecks. He knows where Nike manufactures its shoes. He knows where his $100 million, uh, which was his first one. I want to say what I heard a couple of years back, and I'll have to double-check but if I recall correctly, and I almost always do, he signed a lifetime contract with Nike after his first 10 year contract ended. He signed a, a lifetime contract with Nike that was reportedly worth close to a billion dollars. I don't have that a hundred percent sure or, uh, you know, a hundred percent, uh, uh, factually based right now, but I, I recall something about that or like that a couple of years ago. At any rate. LeBron James is almost co-owner of the Nike brand. And as co-owner of the Nike brand, it is very important to him to keep the revenue stream flowing. And the revenue stream will shrink a little bit. It will slow a little bit to a trickle if they can't continue to have Nike shoes with LeBron James' name on them stitched together together by children in Chinese sweatshops for pennies a day that they'd bring to the United States and sell for $250 a pair. If they actually have to pay human wages, decent wages... American wages and make those shoes in the United States, the, the price goes, uh, the uh, uh, cost of manufacturing goes way up and LeBron James' personal profit goes down. That can be the only explanation, the only explanation that we could possibly understand from his comments about this China-Hong Kong-NBA um, kerfuffle I'm going to take a time out now. I'm going to play. I said the next voice you hear will be LeBron's, but I really needed to get all of that explanation in for those who are not following the story terribly closely. But I will let you hear LeBron in his little mini two-minute press conference uh, as he answered questions upon his return from China about how and why it is that the NBA, this woke league filled with left-wingers who cannot criticize the government of the United States under Donald Trump fast enough, On so many levels, how they cannot and will not criticize the oppressive communist Chinese government when given the opportunity. I'll let you hear from LeBron right after this on AM 1420 The Answer.
0: WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast.
2: All right, 923, now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, the answer. I cannot tell you how glad that I am. I mean, I thought I was happy at the time that LeBron James skirted out of town on the Cavaliers twice for the second time. I thought I was happy when he went to the Lakers just because I don't have to pretend to root for him anymore. Because even when we won our championship in 2016, it was bittersweet because LeBron James was at the center of it. And I am so tired of this phony I am so tired of this, this liberal advancing social justice causes, uh, being completely ignorant of facts, uh, you know, advancing narratives that are bad for this country, bad for this community. I have a huge problem with LeBron James, who is just one of the most egotistical and arrogant athletes in the history of sports, and he was our egotistical, arrogant athlete, and I hated it. I hated cheering for my Cavaliers. I, I tried to just cheer for the jerseys and the other players while ignoring him, but it was kind of hard to. I was so glad when he left, but never more so than I am now that he's not a part of the Cavaliers. Because if he was saying the things he said now uh, against Daryl Morey and refusing to condemn the CHICOMs, the Chinese government, um, for their human rights oppression, If he was saying this stuff now as a member of the Cavaliers, it would reflect on the Cavs, it would reflect on the organization, it would reflect on the fans, it would reflect on this whole city. Thank God that he's Los Angeles' problem now. Daryl Morey on October 4th tweeted a very simple message of support for Hong Kong demonstrators who want freedom. Quote, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. That's it. Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. It touched off an international incident between the Chinese and the NBA. Finally, LeBron James is speaking out on Daryl Morey's comments, and here's what he had to say. All right, why am I not hearing LeBron James? We're going to try this again. Apologies. Do you
3: think that Daryl should have been reprimanded?
2: I think that's another. His question, The reporter's question was, do you think Daryl, Daryl Morey, should have been reprimanded? For a tw- even the reporters, for a tweet in support of freedom, for an oppressed people. Um,
3: situation that that should stay behind closed doors. Um, we we are to see what 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 happens with um any one of our players or or with an owner or with a, a GM um at a later date. Um, I think when we all. Um, sit back and learn from the situation that happened, uh, understand that what you could tweet or could say, um, and we all, talk, we, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others and only, you're only thinking about yourself. So um, I'm going to pause
2: that there. I want you to listen to the words of this mentally incompetent, Piece of human flotsam that is LeBron James. Some are going to say he's a multi millionaire, probably close to being a billionaire businessman. How can he be mentally incompetent? And he is that. But he didn't build a business with his brain, he built his business with six foot eight and 240 pounds and athletic talent. If he wasn't one of the greatest basketball players ever to live, you think he'd be having all of these business ventures and opportunities? If he was just LeBron James, high school graduate from Akron, trying to make his way in the world, and didn't have basketball talent? No. No, stop it. He just said, yeah, we all do have freedom of speech. But we have to think about the consequences to other people when you're thinking about just yourself. I'm paraphrasing that. I'll let you hear it again. Think about the consequences to other people and not just yourself. This is exactly what the issue is. Daryl Morey was thinking about other people, the oppressed people of Hong Kong, and saying we should stand with them in their fight for freedom. He's literally thinking about other people. Who is only thinking about him, himself here? LeBron James.
3: That can happen um, when you're not thinking about others. And only, when you're only thinking about yourself. So um, I don't believe, um, I don't want to get into a, a, word, a, a word or sentence a feud with Daryl. Um, but Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand.
2: I believe that Daryl Morey wasn't educated on the situation at hand. I would like to know what your education on China is, LeBron. And I want to know if you know anything about China that doesn't involve the children working in the sweatshops that make your shoes for 50 cents a day. Beyond the amount of money you make from selling shoes to the Chinese market, having them made by Chinese kids for peanuts, beyond that, what do you even know about China? Do you have any earthly idea what the Chinese government does to its people and to the people of Hong Kong, which is under Chinese rule? Do you have any idea? You're going to call Daryl Morey uneducated? Daryl Morey in this situation is the only one who is educated. You are a shill, a corporate shill to Nike and to the Chi-Coms. And you're going to lecture other people about not thinking about others, but only thinking about yourself. Really? And um,
3: and he spoke. And uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually.
2: People are harmed in China every day. That's the point.
3: Um, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be
2: um, a lot of negative that comes with that, too. There can be negative that comes with freedom of speech. Now you know why Laura Ingram wrote the book that caused her so much consternation and so much trouble. Caused people to go after her sponsors to try to boycott her show. When she wrote a book called Shut Up and Dribble, when you are as dumb about international policy when you are as dumb about uh, foreign governments that you're working with when you are as absolutely stupid as LeBron James is, then you should just follow the advice, shut up and dribble. But no, he's always got something to say about oppressed people in the United States, especially if in his his thoughts they're oppressed by the American government, by the government run by Donald Trump, always ready to go to speak out against cops in situations involving uh, uh, police-involved shootings, always ready to speak out on behalf of somebody that he thinks was victimized here in the United States. But when it comes to the oppressed people of China, hey, man, you know how much money I make from China? Don't ask me to condemn them. I'm going to condemn Daryl Morey instead. I cannot say this loudly enough. I am ashamed that LeBron James ever wore the uniform of the team that I represent, or that I that I am a fan of, that represents my city. And I'll tell you something else. I would gladly give back the championship banner from 2016 if he had never been here. This guy is a worthless POS. And we'll be right back. Alright, I seem to have lost the music in my ear. Are we good? All right, I'm not hearing anything at the moment, so I don't know if we're on the air or not. Um, I'm hoping we are on the air, and if we are, I would like to go to uh, some more audio from LeBron James before we bring our guest on, but I don't know if we're on the air or not, so if somebody can let me know where we are, that would be fantastic. Is this mic hot or is this mic not? And we're still waiting for the answer to that question, so I'm not exactly sure uh, if we are uh, good to go here or not. I hear nothing, and I'm not getting any response from the producers. There we go, and I hear a producer. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Do we? Are we good? All right, very good. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, all kinds of techno problems this morning. Uh, we are also going to be talking to a guest here in just a couple of moments. I told you in the open of the program uh, what was going on. I mean, I love the title of the book. The title of the book just is what we have been saying uh, for, you know, uh, the, the past several months, if not for the past couple of years. Simply three words, Trump must win. That's the message. Trump must win. Uh, the subtitle uh, lays it out a little bit more. Discover the dark days Americans will face if Trump isn't reelected in 2020. And if my call screen is correct, I guess we do have our guest on the line now. The author of that book, her name is T- uh, Tisha Powell, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Tisha, are you there? Can you hear me?
4: Yes, I am. All right, good wonderful. To hear from
2: you. Wonderful, good to hear from you. I appreciate you coming on uh, because uh, what you are, what you have written about with your new book, is something that I think many Americans feel and many Americans fear. We don't have to love everything that President Trump says. We don't have to love everything that he does. There is room for disagreement on policy within the conservative movement and within the Republican Party. But one thing we all do agree upon is that he is the only thing standing between us and full-on socialism, if not full-on communism, by way of a Democratic victory in 2020. That's how important this is. Am am I right?
4: That's That's exactly where I'm coming from. And I wrote this book while I was in England over the summer. And I went to see my relatives because I'm a legal immigrant in America. I'm a U.S. citizen, have U.S. citizen kids, have U.S. citizen husband. We went overseas to see my relatives. And when I saw the way they live, I said, no, you can't get this in America. And this is what Warren, Biden, Sanders and the Democratic Party are selling people on. They're selling them on socialism because only 5% of the American population have a passport. They don't know what it is. So that's That's why I want to educate voters.
2: Yeah, that is such a that is such an important point. And tonight we're going to see it on display again because the next uh, debate, Democratic debate, is coming up tonight here in our state, in uh, uh, down in Westerville, outside of Columbus, Ohio. And you know, each time they have one of these debates, and the, and the moderators ask questions about socialist policies, they cannot raise their hands fast enough. Whether it's Medicare for all, whether it's providing uh, um, health insu- health insurance to and health care, free health care to illegal immigrants, to open borders, to uh, government. Uh, 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 run uh, um, policies in virtually every aspect of our lives, what we eat, what we drive, etc. All of these things have been tried in other nations around the world, Tisha, and I know this is what you write about. Um, it, it's a disaster for the people in these countries.
4: Yes, yes. I, I, I'm telling you, we live better than the people in Europe, and people don't know that. And, and I keep telling people, that go, I'm going to get free insurance. It's not free. All of us, whether you're rich, you're poor, you're middle class. Everybody is going to pay 40 to 50%. That's what you're going to be paying. That's how it works in Europe. So we, we got to get used to this. You have to pay the government 40 to 50% for socialism to work. So you said, oh, they're going after the few. They're not going after the few. They're going after all of us. That's what they're not telling you. They're just giving you a nice sound bite, free, 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 and they're running off, and they won't tell you more about it. And that's what it is. And I tell people this as well. Obamacare was never designed to work. Obamacare is an introduction to socialism. That's what it was. Because if you read how it was written, you had to have so many healthy people sign up. Everybody knows that healthy young people will never sign up for insurance. You know, I didn't get insurance until I was 24. I was in school with no insurance because I knew I wasn't going to get sick. You know, I only had enough money to eat and buy my books. I wouldn't buy insurance at 19. I'm a healthy person. That's what you how young people think. So it was designed for taxing. It was just an introduction to socialism. That's all Obamacare was. It was just an introduction to I see how quick this works. Oh good, we can get it work.
2: Many of That's us thought Democratic- when uh- uh, T- Tisha Palazar, I guess Many of us thought Tisha exactly what she said when Obamacare was introduced and when it was ramrodded through uh, the Congress when the Democrats had control of all of the uh, uh, both branches of uh, the legislature and and of course Obama in the White House. We said that this this was the the baby step toward or maybe a giant step toward full on single payer socialist government run health care, and that's exactly what you just described. Now the next step is ready to be taken. Uh, they thought it would be taken by Hillary Clinton if she repl- uh, if she uh, succeeded Obama. in the White House, she would take the next step. But suddenly here is the interruption. That is Donald Trump. Now they have to go back and try to correct and get back on that road. And that's what we are hearing from literally everybody. It's not just the avowed Democratic socialist Bernie Sanders, but Elizabeth Warren and everybody else who essentially supports Medicare for all are ready to take that next step into socialist healthcare so that you, as a 19 year old, that you were, as you were talking about, you have no choice. You don't have to buy a policy, but you're going to have to pay for one because you, your taxes are going to go up along with Everybody else who has a job, your taxes are going to go up to cover Medicare for all for everybody, including illegal aliens who come to this country.
4: And that's another thing, a couple of stuff that I want to talk about. Warren is being coached by Biden. That's why they're trying to push her high, and that's why they did the impeachment inquiry. And another thing I want to tell people, President Trump is not not against immigrants. He's, He's for illegal immigrants, the ones that are coming in for the visa. He's not for illegal immigrants. Because you're rewarding smugglers. Who is making all the money? It is smugglers. They're lying to these people. They're getting $10,000, $10,000 from American citizens. Because most of these illegal immigrants send money to these smugglers. Okay, so it's all a scam. They get this $10,000 from them. Then they lie to these people. Meanwhile, these people, with $10,000, you could go to the embassy to get your visa. So I don't know why you'd give a smuggler $10,000 to go to the border. Then it's, it's dangerous. Why would he reward danger? We gotta think about it. To get rid of the smugglers you gotta cut the you gotta cut the supply. It's, it's just common sense. It is common sense. You see what I'm saying like he's he's not for illegal immigrants. There's a lot of leak people coming in legally. That's what he's pushing, that's what Trump wants. Also, socialism don't have illegal immigrants. So I, I don't see why the Democrats want illegal immigrants and they want socialism. Other countries that do socialism
2: don't take illegal immigrants. <laughs> so that, is such a, that is such an interesting point. Yeah, that's a little bit of a conundrum. I, I wish somebody would ask them on the debate stage, you know, how many of you for open borders or decriminalizing, crossing our border, if you want to phrase it that way, and then how many of you are for, you know, uh, socialist medi- medic- medicine, Medicare for all? And if you raise your hand for both, uh, I would love to hear somebody say, wait a minute, socialist countries, which is what you're trying to build here, don't allow that. How can you allow both? Um, Tisha, let, let me ask you this. Tisha Powell is our guest. She is an attorney, and she has written a book called Trump Must Win, Discover the Dark Dilemma and Dark Days Americans Will Face if President Donald J. Trump isn't reelected for office come November 2020. When did you start this book? When did you realize that this is what needed to be said? I feel like it's something we could start writing now in the middle of this impeachment inquiry nonsense, but obviously it's published. So when did you start this, and what was your impetus? What was your motive?
4: Well, first of all, I've, I've I've been a volunteer with the Republican Party since 2006. I've worked on campaigns. I've worked on Romney's campaign. I've worked on John McCain's campaign. I've worked on the late E. Clay Shaw campaign. So I've always been actively involved in politics. I've also went to some of the Democratic stuff, and, and I hear them. They're always they're running around talking about free. That's what they talk about when you're with the Democrats. It's horrible. It's awful. It really is. All they talk about is they want more free stuff. They keep crying. I mean, I hear these Democratic... um events, and they're crying for free stuff. They're crying. Grown men are crying. Grown lawyers are crying for free stuff. It's pathetic to see. It's pathetic. That's all they think about is more free, more free. Somehow they think the government owes them something. And I can't imagine, because you're a grown person, and you refuse to spend money wisely, now you're in your 50s, and you're sick, and now all of a sudden you want health insurance, and you want you you know and guess what? Guess who's going to pay for it? Our kids and our grandchildren.
2: That's right. And that's
4: why I wrote the book. I have six-year-old twins living in America, and I was like, they were born in Boca Raton, and I think to myself, can you imagine? I came from Jamaica, and I brought my kids to a country that might end up being a socialist country. It's crazy. <laughs>
2: Uh, it is is it it is all of that, so let's talk about the challenge before us uh, as it pertains to the title of the book, Trump Must Win. Um, he can't win if they impeach him from office first. What is your read on this impeachment inquiry? I think we all know. It is not an official inquiry because Nancy Pelosi has broken with all precedent uh, in uh, having a vote so that the entire uh, House can participate in this, so that the Republicans can call witnesses and have access to evidence and sit in on these hearings and testimony and depositions, etc. Um, they're playing dirty. And I don't think there's anything the minority party can do about it now. Do you think they will have success in actually introducing articles of impeachment and sending this over to the Senate for an impeachment trial?
1: No,
4: they won't have success. But I don't think that Pelosi, I think this is a political agenda, because when Pelosi started to float the impeachment inquiry, this stock market went way down. And that hurt the typical American person. Everybody in D.C. can sustain a crash because they're all wealthy. You all know they don't live in reality. So that's what they do. They play political stuff with our lives. The whistleblowers are actually very, very biased. So, you know, it's like, and, and this is what I'm also saying to people. You know, like they're going, oh, I want Trump to be impeached. Don't be so c- close on that. If it works for Trump, what's going to stop them to bring it to a regular courthouse for us? Do people see what's going on? First it's the government, then it's to us. They're having whistleblowers hiding their faces to testify. What's going to stop another lawyer from trying that in a regular court? Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see the unfairness of life? It's going to come to us, too. You think they're just going to do it with Trump? No. They're going to do it in a regular courthouse with people like me and you. They're going to be like, well, they did it with the president. They sure can do it with us. That's what's going to happen. So you can't impeach a president with bias, when you're biased. It's not right. It wouldn't work in a courthouse. Why should it work in D.C.? And if now, it works in D.C., what's going to stop a lawyer from introducing it to their courthouse?
2: That is that is a great question. That is very well said. Now, let me ask you the, the follow-up, though. Uh, we're talking again to Tisha Powell. She is a, an attorney in Florida. She is also an author, and her book is Trump Must Win. Can't recommend that enough. Um, the follow-up to that is, okay, let's say they're not successful in actually impeaching him for many of the reasons you just said. But he is under the cloud of impeachment. He is still. This is still hanging. It's not decided. Uh, by the time we get to uh, voting in 2020, in uh, in in late 2020, early voting and beyond, will it be enough to stop President Trump? Because I feel as though Tisha, and tell me if you agree with this. I look at Elizabeth Warren, and I'm picturing the choices here between President Trump and Elizabeth Warren, and you look at what she advocates for and what President Trump not only advocates for but has done in three years thus far. I'm looking at Biden, and I'm looking at, at Sanders, and I'm looking at, at Buttigieg and the rest of them. I cannot imagine in a million lifetimes any one of them actually beating him at the ballot box unless people are afraid to vote for re-election for a president who is still facing and is still under the cloud of that potential impeachment. That's my fear.
4: And this is what Trump talk about. The system is rigged. It's a rigged system where they're going to have Trump being tagged as an impeach, as president on impeachment. It's to scare. A lot of voters don't understand the legal process. You got to understand that. So they're going to be scared to vote for him because they'll be like, why would I vote for him when he's going to jail? That's what, you remember, they did that with Hillary Clinton. So they're trying it again. So this is what it is. It is a rigged system. President Trump is right. The system is rigged. That's exactly what Pelosi. They know that Biden took a, took a beating. They know that Warren cheated to get into Harvard, so they gotta push away with that. So they have to let, they have to be able to get more help to mm-hmm. the Democratic Party, because now Warren is gonna say, "Don't vote for Trump." He's going to get impeached, and people have been like, "Oh yeah, she's right. I'll vote for her." So yes, that's the scary part that they're willing to steal election. That's what I'm terrified about. I'm like, oh, I can't believe they're willing to steal election from the American voters.
1: Yeah, it, and that it, is exactly the what, what they
2: would it's not be doing. Right. That is exactly what they would be doing and are trying to do. Last thing, Tisha, then, um, let's assume for a second that the impeachment thing is not a factor, and it's just a Democrat nominee running against the the incumbent president. Um, Which of those Democratic nominees would you be most concerned about? Again, take impeachment off the table and just say it's candidate v. candidate in 2020. Um, Which one would be the most concerned to you? Elizabeth
4: Warren. That's because she's... She's able to escalate um, socialism. That's the only reason. I would love a woman to be president someday, but it shouldn't be Warren because we're. Oh, she's coming for our money. She's coming for our money. That's what she's coming for. She will take every penny we have, and that's why even the um, the um, the Democratic donors they're going to ride it out even if they because they know they all know that she has a socialist agenda ready to go, and she's very passionate about it. This is the sad part. She's actually so passionate about taxing
2: up 50%. What do you I make mean, of I, the I, fact? What do you make of the fact, Tisha? I'm sorry to interrupt, but real quick because we're just short on time. Bernie Sanders, uh, over the weekend referred to Elizabeth Warren as a capitalist, almost like an insult. She's not sufficiently socialist. I'm the only real socialist in this race. She's a capitalist. He actually said that as an insult. Uh, is he right or is she just a socialist as him, but without the label?
4: He's just a socialist, probably worse than he is. But I do see that he's still trying to claim the cap because, you know, the Democratic Party stole the election from Sanders with, with you know, giving Clinton the, the debate question. So he yeah. knows that the system is rigged. And now they're trying to push Warren in front of him. So, you know, but he's not speaking out against them. He, he just takes it with with a grain of salt. But that's what they did. He, his chance is gone. They gave it to, to Clinton. And now they're going to give it to Warren. Warren is a bigger socialist than Sanders is. And she,
2: and to she is going them into
4: the to be president and vice president. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she uh, yeah, you know that's a good that's an interesting point maybe they could uh but uh, she is by the way the front runner going into uh the debate tonight the fourth debate tonight uh that's going to be held in Westerville just outside of Columbus she uh, has 30% of the support of the democratic voters right now so she has uh, surged in front of Biden and in front of Sanders and the rest of the crew so we'll see where it goes and see what kind of socialism they spew from the from their uh various podiums on stage tonight again uh, Tisha Powell is the author of the book uh, could not be more straightforward and plain. Trump must win. Search that book. Uh, find it on Amazon or wherever it is that you wish and read it and Amazonia. understand. I'm sorry? Yes, it is on Amazon. It is on Amazon, right? So find it there and then uh, read about the uh, dark days in front of us if we fail to reelect President Trump and allow one of these socialists to take over with a victory in November of 2020. Tisha, I wish you the very best of luck with the book, and I thank you so much for shining a spotlight on this and how important it is as we uh, as we try to defend and protect this country. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. God bless. God bless you as well. All right, it's 9:52. We'll get a quick time out here and come right back on AM 1420, The Answer.
0: now heard through downtown through greater cleveland on 102.5 fm it's the bob france authority all right
2: 957 good news on the way back into this segment i can hear everything how about that and uh, thanks very much for uh, the uh, great conversation there to Tisha Powell. She was wonderful. Uh, I really—I had never talked to her before. I read a little bit about her, and I read the uh, uh, the um, what am I trying to say? I uh, was able to scan, I guess, essentially uh, uh, in pre- preview her book. I did not read her entire book, but like I said, the title. This is one of those cases, I think where the old rule uh, that we were taught in school, never judge a book by its cover, uh, is probably not true. Uh, I can judge this book by its cover and by its title. Trump Must Win. Yep, You got me. I'm hooked. Uh, Let's talk about why. One of the reasons why that she laid out uh, was Elizabeth Warren, uh, the threat that she is. She feels like she's the biggest threat to President Trump. And I don't disagree with that. And what I'm going to do during our break here. Americans for Tax Reform, which is uh, Grover Norquist's uh, website, I have Grover on from time to time, uh, has this wonderful link, and I'm going to put it on my social media during the break here in just a minute, and find me at uh, France Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and parlor, F-R-A-N-T-Z, France Radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. But there's a great link uh, that uh, Grover and his team at Americans for Tax Re- uh, Reform provided of Elizabeth Warren 17 times, Dodging the question of whether or not taxes will be raised on the middle class for her Medicare for all plan. Now, to his credit, the avowed Democratic Socialist Bernie Sanders has said it very directly. Yes, taxes are going to go up. He has said taxes are going to go up, but it's worth it in in the long run because your health care costs are going to go way down because it's going to be covered by Medicare for All. So essentially it's a a cost factor, not a tax factor. He has said that taxes will go up. Elizabeth Warren refuses to answer that question. She refuses to talk about taxes going up on the middle class. She talks about it on the, uh, billionaire set, the, you know, the 1%, if you will, but she refuses to talk about it. She is dishonest, disingenuous, and if anybody on that stage has any guts, be it moderators from the New York Times and who else is it? Is it ABC? I want to say it's ABC and the New York Times, but I could be wrong, but the moderators I know are from the Times and one of the networks. If uh they have any guts or if any of her opponents on that stage at one of the podiums has any guts, they will demand an answer uh, to that question because um, she is getting away with it right now. She is skirting the issue and leading the Democratic pack at this particular point in time. So uh, I'll link that. I can't play it for you because it's four minutes long and we've got Peter Kersenow coming up. But I will link it to my social media pages and let you listen to it for yourself. And share that, by the way, with any of your Pocahontas uh, uh, supporting friends. Anybody who's supporting little fo- faux, faux FAUX, of course, faux fake, uh, Pocahontas, uh, supporting friends, uh, make sure that they know that this disingenuous, dishonest woman will not tell you the truth about tax increases in a war administration. All right. 10 o'clock. News time now. Cursing out. Next. Right here.